Good morning. We are in Genesis chapter 44, and if the last chapter was hard to stop at, for sure this one is even more difficult. So Joseph now sends the brothers back again, and he plays a trick on them. And isn't that, isn't that interesting? It seems like old habits of the family kind of die hard. Uh, as much as we, um, especially in the chapter to come, will pay honor to Joseph and how he handles this, I really feel like this chapter, although God allowed it right, it happened, it, it doesn't seem like the right thing. It seems like Joseph could have found a better way because he plays a trick on his brothers. He sends him back with, uh, fill the men's sacks with food as much as they can carry and put each man's money in the mouth of his sack again. He doesn't charge them for the food. But then he secretly puts Joseph's own silver cup in Benjamin's sack as though Benjamin stole it. So when they leave, Joseph is going to send some of his people after his brothers and say, hey, why did you steal something from us? And they're like, what? What do you mean? And sure enough, the cup is in Joseph's stack as though he stole it. In Excuse me, in Benjamin's stack as though he sold it. And, and you know, that that's the one that his father, Jacob, you know, was very concerned about sending because he already lost Joseph and now he's concerned about losing Benjamin. So, yeah, Joseph uh, kind of follows the old pattern of his father, the Jacob the deceiver, and falls back into that kind of pattern here. And, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of like us. Um, even after we're born again, we do, Lord willing, become more Christ-like, become more godly, make less mistakes. We might not be sinless, but we sin less. But sometimes there may be tendencies in our character that we're a part of the old man, the old nature. And they can rear their head if we don't, if we're not careful. We can sometimes fall back into old patterns, old habits, old sins. And we got to be very careful to acknowledge those, have the Holy Spirit give us conviction, and, and not get back into that. And uh, that's what appears to me to be the case here. Perhaps Joseph had this plan uh, on how he was going to use this, but nonetheless, it seems like a a deceptive way to go about doing it. So on, on the flip side, we see Judah, who said that he would give his life for Benjamin to to Jacob. We see Judah now really step up in his testimony to Joseph on this situation, and we see him handle things really well. Um, you know, we could say he's really uh, come a long way in how he is handling things. So, listen, when he get when they get <clears throat> busted, <clears throat> excuse me, when they get busted for the cup, which they actually didn't take, but Judah didn't try to defend themselves or Benjamin. He said, what can we say to my Lord? What can we speak and how can we justify ourselves? God has found out the iniquity of your servants. And he just basically doesn't, 
defend it, doesn't try to talk his way out of it, uh, which, you know, in this case, they didn't actually do it, but there is some merit to that, accepting responsibility. Like when you make a mistake, even though in this case they didn't make it, but he he probably thought they did. And, uh, you know, he didn't try to cover it or anything, which I think is honorable. Then the other thing is he said, um, listen to how he approaches. Oh, shoot, I just turned my page. Listen to how he approaches Joseph. He says, then Judah, verse 18, then Judah approached him and said, Oh, my Lord, my your servant, please, may your servant please speak a word in my Lord's ears. And do not be angry with your servant, for you are equal to Pharaoh. And then, so he, he comes to Joseph in honor and in respect. And then he's going to share his story about Jacob and about Joseph and how he promised that he would bring Benjamin back and how concerned Jacob was, the father about Benjamin. And he's hoping that Joseph's heart, forgetting, you know, forget about the fact that he's their brother. He's just hoping for, for Joseph's compassion. He's hoping for Joseph's understanding on the situation. And I think there's something good to that. You know, there's a lot of misunderstanding in our world when there's conflict, when there's division, when people aren't getting along, a lot of times there's misunderstanding. And it really helps if we listen to one another and if we have an opportunity to share our perspective. And then in doing that, and listen to someone else's perspective, by the way, in doing that, we might find out that we're not in as much disagreement as we thought. And that we could have compassion and understanding for one another. Um, so I do think sometimes we need to to listen. And you know, Joseph just listens here. Uh, Judah goes on quite a speech and shares the whole story, and Joseph just takes it in. And you know, it actually has quite an impact on on Joseph because he's gonna about to finally reveal himself to his brothers in the next chapter, but. I think that, you know, if you're approaching someone who's a leader, you know, so this could work in your work life, it could work in your church life. If you're going to approach someone, you really need to approach them with respect and honor and understanding that, you know, they may not have your perspective. They don't want to understand and in fact, and you may not, whatever you think that maybe is leading to the discussion, it's possible that you have some misunderstandings or that you, you think you're right, but that maybe there's more to the story that you don't know. And and part of that is wisdom is realizing that my perspective isn't the only perspective. And therefore, when I approach someone, I'm not going to approach them with accusation and, you know, just assuming that I'm 100% right and they're 100% wrong because when you come into something like that without respect, it, it's it's unlikely to go well. So, you know, in this case, it goes really well. Ju- Judah actually is going to get 
a response from Joseph that is desirable because Joseph really is going to be touched by by his story, his speech. So there's a, a good rule there. Uh, the other thing is, is that Judah says, may I speak into your ear? He comes and speaks to Joseph directly and personally. Instead of it being public, uh, he goes to him first. And, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be. When we have something to talk about with someone, we're supposed to go directly to that person with respect, with honor, and then share and listen and not go to someone else, not go to the group, not go to the public, but go one-on-one. And and Judah does that here. So Judah really gives a great example of what to do uh, when you you know need to speak to someone. Come with humility, share your perspective, do it privately. Um, a lot of a lot of really good things here in Judah. Well, Joseph, although he may have slipped a little in how he handled this situation, he is really now going to show us his true character. And you know what? Even people who have really good character, oh, there's the dog, who have really good character, occasionally they may do something out of character. So we're going to give Joseph grace here that, you know, he's he's made some mistakes along the way early on. You know, perhaps he didn't couch his dreams rightly, and, and, and although he was straightforward, um, he maybe could have sent them with more humility uh, in the past, which wouldn't have got his brother so mad. But God used all of it. But anyways, in this particular case, Joseph is going to really show us his his true character in the next chapter. And we have a lot to learn from him. Um, so thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, what What can we take from this? We can take from this to approach people with humility and with understanding by listening and also by sharing our perspective. But by coming humbly and respectfully, things are likely to go better. Uh, So I think that's a a good thing to learn. You know, conflict can either ruin you or things can be reconciled and restored. Um, Conflict is a, a... Uh, There's a great risk in conflict that things can really go awry. And uh, a lot of people don't handle conflict well and don't go by the Bible. And because of that, it it really gets messed up. So uh, may we come humbly, respectfully, and uh, seek reconciliation. And we're about to see that with these people here. God bless you all.